All right, welcome back to This Is Discuss. It's uh, Nate Thierry here with Matt Emilian talking all about this new episode we had to wait uh, wait a couple weeks for, but we finally got to it. Matt, what'd you think? I think I didn't like having a week off of the show. Um, I'm sure everybody listening here disliked it as much as we did, but we didn't really have to wait a whole week, did we? No, we actually, uh, thanks to... Thanks to Amazon Prime, uh, who uploaded the episode in time with the uh, the original airing. Um, we got to watch it. So I only had to wait about a week and a half, which means I only have to wait about a week and a half to see the, the next updated episode as well. So kind of bridge that gap a little bit, which was nice. I'll be honest. Yeah, instead of a two-week, one-week, it's a week and a half, week and a half. And Right, so I watch on Amazon Prime, and I, got, I always get an email on Wednesday that says you have a new episode of This Is Us available to watch. So that Wednesday after it was the off week, I got an email that said, you have a new episode. And I thought, uh, no, I don't. thought it was just an error, the email on accident. So I pulled up Amazon and I, I told Lindsay, hey, I go, we can watch it. So we, we went ahead and, and watched it. So hopefully the secret doesn't get out and the mistake happens again sometime. Yeah, that'd be that'd be great. Stephanie and I were for sure really pumped whenever you texted me and said, hey, it's up already. We were like, what? We've got to watch it right now. Yeah, let's do this. Um, great episode. Uh, definitely moved the storyline along again. And, I mean, it just feels like it's flying through their lives. And so much is jam-packed into every single show. So, uh, Matt, do you want to give the recap this week or you want me to? I can give a quick recap. Go for it. Got my notes here. Got something on each little storyline. Mm-hmm. Starting with the favorite couple, Jack and Rebecca. We finally see them get married. Uh, and in the middle of all this, you're starting to see uh, kind of the theme that goes along with the title of the, of the episode, I Call Marriage. Mm-hmm. Ja- uh, Miguel and what's Miguel's? Shelly. Shelly. Miguel and Shelly, yeah. Miguel and Shelly break the news. They're getting a divorce and... Mm. And Jack and Rebecca can kind of see that they have drifted from newlyweds to, you know, eight years in. A lot changes. You don't even see it. So yeah, they are dealing with that. And there's plenty more to get into, I think, there with that storyline. Randall is struggling really hard with his work-life balance. Does he want to be the hero uh, at work or is he going to be the hero at home? Mm. Um, he's got, uh, you know, family matters that are have built up and then he's got some more competition at his uh, company at work. So he's stressing out a little bit dealing with that. You got Kevin who is on his pursuit of Sophie. Mm-hmm. So they get together, they meet up and some back and forth. Is she going to give him the time of day? Is she not? Um, but that's, that's still another good storyline going on. And then of course, Kate and Toby and you've got Duke trying to wedge his way in the middle of that uh, relationship. So Toby visits Kate at Fat Camp. I forgot what the uh, official name for it is. Uh, you kind of get weight loss yeah. or intensive weight loss experience. Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, and Kate called it a Fat Camp, so I'm yeah. gonna call it a Fat Camp. <laughs> got to get the sense that uh, okay, is this where Toby starts to kind of get a little too clingy to her oh is this gonna open open anything for duke what's gonna happen there and so the crazy thing is is on all of these storylines they left it open Uh so there's plenty to talk about looking forward but we can dive into any of these i 
would think a good one to start is uh, right there with Jack and Rebecca. Yeah, let's get it started. It's a, uh, it's. I love how real their story is. You know, it starts off with uh, a lot of optimism, and uh, it's this was definitely the days before Pinterest because they're uh, they are really going all out for this uh, this courthouse courthouse wedding, um, and uh, it looks like it's actually a, a pretty well done affair, and they've got a fun little. Uh, Reception at the end, Miguel, it's so much foreshadowing with Miguel. And I know that we literally, I mean, you see that he kind of takes over Jack's spot after Jack dies. But you just kind of see, I think Miguel's going to start playing more of a central role in a lot of things uh, in this storyline as we go along. Uh, He's going to have a a bigger part. But um, you do, you you see uh, Jack and Rebecca getting married. You see that kind of newlywed uh phase and then they they seem to jump right into the like seven eight year mark where you know uh, i've heard just a lot of marriages kind of hit rough spots at that seven seven eight year mark so it was interesting seeing both of those right up next to each other we're approaching five years and that's still true at five i mean it, it was we laughed like out loud at that where they're, you know, newlyweds brushing their teeth, flirting and playing <laughs> around in the bathroom and then bam, flash forward and they're just sitting there brushing their teeth, <laughs> you know, just, yeah, which doesn't seem bad because they do it all the time, but it, you can see, oh my gosh, there's a black and white difference between these two. And, oh yeah. Yeah. And then you come to find out that, uh, with Miguel and their divorce, that's a pretty much what happened. Yeah. That's, uh, and I've, uh, in my life, uh, growing up before I hit the age of 13, I had already been through, uh, three divorces in my family. So, um, I'm no stranger to that kind of, uh, that kind of situation. And I've just kind of, as I've grown up as well, I've, I've, uh, dug in and tried to research a little bit and kind of see what causes that. And, um, kind of some, some pitfalls to avoid, even as I get into my own marriage, um, because I definitely did not want that to happen to me. So I can definitely see where there's so many stories out there of just gradual drifting apart. And I've heard a lot that, man, marriage does take work. It takes some dedication, and it is tough. It's not an easy road. But the picture that's painted is too often, I think, the newlywed picture. And you don't see as much of uh, of the tough times and the work that goes into uh, good marriages. But it's completely real. And the toothbrushing type of thing is a great example of that. And it's not a huge thing, but it's not, it's not the big things that cause that a lot of times. Um, I, I didn't know that you had been through three divorces uh, growing up. I have as well. I went through as a kid. I went through three. Oh wow! In, in households, yeah. I knew you'd you been know, through I one. I didn't know it was three. That's uh, that's crazy though. You think we knew each yeah. other before this? <laughs> yeah, you would think. No, I mean that's. I mean, I'm not ashamed of it. It doesn't no. get brought up a whole lot. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, so yeah, you you said it. You said it's not easy, and it brought me to uh, a part. You know, one of the lines that when Miguel was explaining to Jack why that he was getting a divorce and it really kind of, kind of pisses you off. Cause you're like, you're such a, like, you're just going to, he says it himself. He's giving up. Right. Yep. Um, I don't know. I, I hate it. And he said, 
think they told him at the dinner, he, they told him it's not an easy decision. And I'm like, it's act, it actually is the easier decision. Yeah. It, it is the easier decision to say, you know what, we're just going to call this off now. Mm-hmm. It's more difficult to say, all right, we're going to do what neither of us feel like we want to do right now because yeah. that's the best decision. Yep. Yeah, that's true. Um, it's so, uh, it's, it's weird, uh, how it, how it seems like the easy decision or it seems like the tough decision that it's hard to do, but, uh, yeah. And you can see, I, I even was a little, uh, it was a little weird hearing them say like, we want to do this before we're not friends anymore. And I was thinking that just doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't make sense to, if there's anything still there, you would think that they would still want to try to try to salvage that, uh, especially for their kids. And I know that uh, you you and I went through that as kids, so we had the front row seat. And if they if there's anything there, to not have to put your kids through that is uh, is amazing. But it does. It takes work. And if you're uh, not willing to do the work, I feel like that's why our divorce rate in the country is so high. Uh, right now is that people aren't willing to put in the work and it comes down to I mean he described you say you can make one of two decisions roll up your sleeves and fight or decide you're tired and give up and mm-hmm. honestly you have to look at it either okay am I going to be thinking about other people here or I'm going to be thinking about myself because when you're thinking about other people you're like okay I'm going to take this path because it's what's best for my family. It truly mm-hmm. is what's best for my family. It's true. No matter yeah. what I try to convince myself otherwise. Or I was like, I just, I'm t- I don't, I don't really feel like it. I'd rather start over. You know what? You're going to start over and you're just going to happen again. You know, yeah. so it may, maybe not, but I mean, it, it could. Yeah. And I want to, I want to be clear for all our listeners out there. Matt and I aren't talking about the abusive relationships that are toxic and like there's physical abuse, verbal abuse, emotional abuse going on. That's not what we're talking about here. Uh, those are situations where there's uh, there's harm uh, going on. And so there are some situations where it might be uh, might actually literally be for the best if you can get away from one of the toxic, um, that kind of abusive sides of things. But uh, we're talking about the situation with Miguel and Shelly. It's just not something that we, uh, that I agree with. Just the, the the giving up mentality of that. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's yeah. We, if we're not careful, we could just talk about this the entire time. But I'm glad you pointed that out because it's <laughs> yes, specifically talking about the situations where people have drifted. Mm-hmm. For sure. Well, uh, looking into Randall's situation, you've got kind of two things going on with Randall, like you mentioned. He's uh, he's Randall himself. I mean, he's he's super competitive. He wants to be perfect. That is his vice, as Beth mentioned. And or uh, yeah, is it Beth? I just uh, yeah, there you go. Yes, uh, yes. Beth. I uh, I got Beth and Tess uh, mixed up for a second. Tess is the daughter. The names. Um, so Beth, yeah, names. I'm terrible with them. Um, if you didn't know already, um, so Beth even says to Randall or to William at one point that uh, Randall's vice isn't cocaine. It isn't any kind of drug. It is the the drive for perfection. So to see him uh, losing basically to a uh, a new rival in the company is that is just you know it's eating him up. And it I love how it pits 
the two most important things in his life against each other. And we're basically going to see which one is going to win out. Is it Randall's drive for perfection, his achievement, or is it his family? And both of those are clearly the two most important things to him. Yeah, and you get the sense that uh, at one point in the episode that the career is going to take precedence, yeah. right? Because he tells uh, tells Sanjay, "Oh yeah, tonight's fine for dinner with yeah. that, you know, prospective clients." So you're thinking, "Oh, Randall, no, man, this this isn't you. This isn't what you do. <laughs> no." But not not to fear, as uh, we we get to later, where. <laughs> I love that part where he walks in with that shirt and Beth's just like, oh, you got your cool guy shirt on now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <She> yeah. <laughs> just says no. Yep. I, that um, was one of my could... favorite. That was one of my favorite lines in, in that show. Just that her talking about the shirt. Hey, that shirt wasn't cool on Cisco in 2003. It's not cool now. <laughs> oh, that man. that was a uh, that had me laughing out loud. True LOLs <laughs> when I was watching it for sure. And, yeah, you could see in that like when he walked in the room there. He was, I, I can see that's a touchy subject for him, but you could tell he was stressed. Just like his immediate reaction was just, hey, kids, out. Yeah. You know, Beth, what are you doing? Showing him that memory box. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he tells her that he's got to take a client out. And then she basically, she says no. She says yep. no. And then he tries to defend his decision and she pulls out the line, I call marriage. Yeah. And it, when I, you watch it, and after she says, I call marriage, he started again. And then she had this look in her face, like, and she said just straight up marriage. And But like the look on her face was not like a, I'm telling you what to do. It was a, no, I'm calling marriage because I am, I fear, you know, what would happen if you start putting your career over me and please don't do that. I can't do this without you. So good for him. Like it's tempting. Don't get me wrong. It would be tempting to to want to go take care of that client at work, and they say, "Okay, I'll get right back to it." But yeah. um, you got to give him props. He he ended up making the right decision and saying, "Okay." I have that same problem. I will. Uh, I will. Often, it's easier for me to clarify the win at work than it is to clarify the win for me at home. And I know that sometimes, really, the win at home is just being there, just showing up and being there. Uh, and and really actually caring, genuinely caring about what's going on. But it's so easy to clarify the win at work that I, a lot of times will gravitate towards that. And I know that a lot of men out there have that kind of issue of being workaholics. I don't think I'm a workaholic, but I just know how to win. And so sometimes work, it's easier for me than trying to process everything that goes into being a dad. So as I'm striving to be more like Jack, <laughs> um, then I, I kind of get caught up and I know Jack kind of, uh, is probably going to struggle with that a little bit too. Uh, you know, he wants to provide for his family. And so that's ultimately my goal as well. But, uh, sometimes work is easier. So I go for the path of least resistance. But that's a good point of what you said. It, you go to work, I mean, in my job, I know exactly what a win is. Like, I yeah. know I can see the short-term goal. And with you know your family life, it's not really a short-term goal or a result that you're you're saying I'm going to do this tonight and I'm going to see the result like tomorrow or the next right. week, right? It's it's an ongoing process, and it's just the entire experience of raising your children and and being there for them and put. I mean, it 
so it's a, it is a struggle and it, yeah it's not about being a workaholic it's just yeah like you said it, it is easier sometimes to just pull that open and rather than all right i'm gonna distract the kid as much as i can and get him down so i can you know <laughs> focus on work or whatever it may be yeah that's that's kind of the theme right now is the uh is it's sometimes it's harder like the marriage thing you have to work for so it's going to take some work right so with that being said let's go on to the next couple because if you think i mean as you're thinking through this they're it, this is all about relationships and marriages, right? Yeah. Every single couple that we're looking at. So it's true. Going to our boy, Kevin, who is finally having to learn or I guess remember from his childhood days what it looks like to fight for a woman. Yeah. Uh, this is, I'm actually interested in Kevin's storyline right now. Like, I, I'll be honest, I wasn't totally into Sloan and Olivia, uh, but. Now I'm like all in. This is the softer side of Kevin that I wanted to see. And it's so cool seeing him finally just kind of humbling himself, owning his stuff and really diving into uh, just getting back together with Sophie. It's so cool. To see. You know, yeah, you, you see how like TV shows, they'll like over the period of time, they'll bring a, two people together and it's like like Ross and Rachel and friends. Right. So it's like, oh, they're Ross and Rachel. <laughs> and they would have had to do that with kept with Sloan or Olivia, but it's like they just decided, oh, we're gonna do this overnight. And they brought in, um, oh my gosh, what? See, I'm doing the name thing. Oh my, Sophie. They brought in Sophie, Sophie. and it's like, oh, <laughs> oh, it's Kevin and Sophie. They've they've always been together. You're like, this is the, they're like the Ross and Rachel, except they're able to do it so quick because there's all of a sudden a lot. You just know there's a lot of substance to their history and their relationship and. Yeah, for, forget about Sloan and Olivia. I mean, he's Man. pulling for this one. I wonder, because we know that he he cheated on her. That's why they got divorced in the first place. I wonder if we're going to find out that maybe they were on a break, you know, just like Ross and Rachel were. <laughs> he And they were on a break. Uh, yeah, I'm sure <laughs> we'll learn a lot, <laughs> a lot more uh, about the two of them. And gosh, I mean, they've, they had to get married at some point. So we're going to yeah. see them progress to marriage. And um, they obviously know a lot about each other. I loved how he said he was, uh, he was oh, we're Facebook friends. <laughs> he, what was he said? Yeah. Su Hee Jong. So well, well played. Uh, that, was, that was one of those little laugh out loud moments. Yeah. It made me go back through all my Facebook friends to see, uh, make sure I knew everybody that was in there. And I think I'm safe. I don't think there's any ex-girlfriends that are following me posing as uh, as Chinese men. Um, but you never know. <laughs> um, I love that. What I love about their relationship right now is that we we instantly just see the depth. There is uh, there is deep knowledge of each other. They know each other very very well. And I wonder if I mean it being 12 years ago um, that they got divorced. Um, guessing they got married a little bit young. You already see Kevin is not being the most mature character on the show. Um, even now at 36. And so you, you have to kind of think, man, I bet his immaturity really played into, uh, them getting a divorce early on. Yeah. Cause in it, I think his immaturity played into the, uh, Kind of what you said, like, ah, eh, he's, he's Kevin. Don't really care about his storyline a whole lot. And up until now, 
And yeah, I would imagine so because he was kind of annoying. Kind of like, dude, you're just the same guy over and over. But he told uh, he told her I've changed, so maybe he has changed. And you see him having to do different things to pursue a girl than he would have normally had to do. You know, it's pretty much I'm the man here, just be himself. But yeah, he's having to go back and get the lava fries for her and like he sits by her on the subway when it's broken down and like knows exactly what to say to her because he knows her so well and you know it just yeah i like that they're they're building this up and so we certainly have a uh and then she throws the curveball that she is dating somebody yeah and it's interesting though you see in the first episode it the very first episode starts off with you seeing uh, Kevin just really dealing with everything. He's in the the room with the two beautiful girls, and he's just not interested at all. And so you see that emptiness in him there, and you're now connecting that with this monumental event that happened. He still has not been able to find his purpose and satisfy um, satisfy just his uh, his desire in life to be known and loved and. That's what Sophie was, and I think that a lot of his emptiness was uh, just regret and uh, a lot of uh, a lot of missed opportunities and uh, mistakes that he'd made. And I think that he just like carried that with him. Initially, I thought it was, oh, this this guy just wants a lot of attention. Well, no, it's it's that, but it's also this uh, this regret that he's carried with him and throughout the throughout the show. Yeah, he he did see me. We've that's how we labeled him from day one. Was like he just he just wants all eyes on him. Wants everybody to be looking to him. He's real needy. But yeah, that's a mm-hmm. that's a good point. He probably had a lot of regret, probably a lot of guilt uh, as well. Because we don't see that he's thinking about somebody else, but apparently he is this en- entire time. Yeah. Well, uh, going from Kevin and Sophie, we uh, we head on to the fat camp. We've got. Toby coming in and uh, he is, is it his, uh, his birthday? Is that what it is? I can't remember why he was coming in there or just that he was bored and he'd been hanging out in New York by himself for a long time. I I don't think it was his birthday. I think he was just bored. He had said that he sent her a package and he, he was the package. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I, I shoot just, just absolutely uh, just love Toby. You know, yeah. when you, you start to, I'm starting to try to like see, like look forward and okay, is he going to do something to make her like to push her away or turn her off at all? That might open a little bit of room for, uh, Duke, mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't know. Um, but you can see that he, I mean, he made a good point in there where he's like, Hey, did you ever think that I might need you to do something nice for me? Cause She's never had that kind of attention before, so she had just been soaking all of that in, right? And yeah. He's like, oh, hey, by the way, I just had heart surgery. I'm alone in the biggest city in the country. Uh, I could probably use you a little bit, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, And there's the dilemma there of he knows that uh, she she's committed to losing weight. And it's been an issue before where Toby has kind of gotten in the way of that. And so he both he ends up wanting to show his solidarity and uh, hey I'm not going to be a distraction but then he meets Duke and then he then he has to be a distraction because he's feeling threatened by Duke but 
Uh, and Duke is just an awkward dude. What an awkward, awkward dude. I'm I'm interested He's to see awkward. Yeah, I'm interested to see what what his angle is. What it is he really that big of a jerk, or is he really is yeah. he put there to? I don't, I don't really know. I know he's most jerks in life have had something uh, terrible happen to them to make them a jerk. So there's got to be something there. But um, I think we'll find out more of Duke's story. But I mean, it really leaves it open at the end where Kate's walking towards cabin thirteen, and you. I don't think if I'm making a prediction here, I don't think she's going to do anything that she will regret. Um, I don't think Duke's pitch resonated well enough with her. Um, I mean, and if I'm, if I'm giving Kate advice, which I, I'm not doing because I'm, uh, it's not real, but um, I would <laughs> let's just be honest in here listening. in case she's listening um, <laughs> and has any control over that sort of thing. Um, I would, I would, uh, you know, urge her to consider, just consider what she has with Toby. Uh, Cause it, it does not seem like that is worth giving up uh, for anything really, especially for what Duke is talking about. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I, I don't think she's going to give in. You, I almost think either she's going to turn around and walk back or she's going to knock on the door and basically she's going to do to Duke what Rebecca did to, uh, ben, what's the guy's name who leads the band? I can't remember. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I don't know his right? name. He, I, he hasn't been a big enough character yet, so there's no chance I know his name. <laughs> he's he's worthless, and we don't like him either. Uh, we we'll come back to we can come back to that one after we get done with Kate and Toby. But for sure, yeah. I yeah. I watch I watch pretty much every episode of The Bachelor with my wife and uh there's still girls at this point like 8 weeks in I have no idea what their names are. So uh band director guy definitely is going to need to be on the show for a lot longer for me to actually know who he is. He's too far down on IMDb to you know even spend the time <laughs> scrolling through. Exactly. Right? So Exactly. Yeah, and yeah, I don't even know how to recognize him. Uh, no, I, like I said, I don't remember his name. I want to say Ben, but we'll call him. Ben. No, either way, I, Maybe you know, Toby, uh, I give Toby more props again, because if you look, don't be too passive. You know, you can be confident and say, oh, I'm not worried. Or you can say, Oh, I got a guy who's trying to sneak in and steal my girl or make a play. Nope. I'm not going to let that happen. So I don't, I mean, I think he does what a guy should do. And, you know, she kind of accused him of, being a uh, being a clown when they were in there doing the pound workout, yeah, that's actually officially what it's called. Um, yeah, and he's like, I'm just being myself, which he certainly was. Yeah, yeah, and I know it seems like he's not taking it seriously, but that really is just Toby right there. And I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah I. I'm interested to see what happens. I kind of think she's going to knock on the door and just let him have it. And just like, like kind of like you were saying, um, that moment, by the way, just with Rebecca and the band director, uh, when he's, he, when he says, uh, if Jack really loves you, he would let you go on this thing. And she just lays into him with everything that Jack does. Uh, that was my, my second favorite line of the night or maybe my first favorite outside of the uh, Cisco shirt reference, but my husband, they're just different. My They're's husband's both a great. freaking 
Yeah, my husband's a freaking superhero. That was the moment. That was like, yeah, he is. That's that's what everybody's been thinking this entire time. But thank you yeah, for saying like, it, Rebecca. Yeah, we, you're right. He is. We're glad, <laughs> we're glad you see it because we've been seeing it for 14 episodes now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that and so it was kind of the same situation where you know Duke was trying to sneak in on Kate, the, the and you could tell it wasn't just an innocent little comment that he made because he they show him, you know, while she's singing in that little spot in that little bar, him kind of turning around and looking at her, giving her a look. So he's got some he's got some uh, eyes for her, and so when he mm-hmm. said that look, if he really loves you. Yeah, well, he had intentions with that, and she just shut him down. And that's what I feel like Kate's going to do. Yep, for sure. Um, everything kind of kind of leaves you, all these uh, storylines leave you with a little bit of cliffhanger. Um, I don't think we're supposed to skip any weeks uh, in the upcoming weeks, are we? I think we're, we're pretty much on schedule for episode a week. But if they were going to leave you hanging, this would be a good cliffhanger episode. Um, you see Randall Randall getting his account split up with the new guy. Um, so kind of the thing that he never wanted to happen at work, he's basically failing at work now. He's His boss said, you're still my number one guy, but you're not as number one as you used to be. You're, you've lost a step, basically. And then you see Kate about to knock on the door of Cabin 13, um, you see uh, Jack surprising Rebecca with their first apartment. What a moment there. And then you see Sophie coming back to the booth at the very end of the show. So which of those, to you, which of those moments is the bigger moment? Which are you most highly anticipating at this point, seeing the resolution to those events? Um, well, you missed you missed two. Well, yeah, points. okay. Which uh, one did I miss? Uh, well, Rebecca. Becca told Jack that the band's going on the tour and she wants to go. And that's, that's where it, right. It that's right. That's the end. So yeah. does she go? And if she does go, how does that affect the family? Right? Cause we know we've seen them. We've seen them together when they're playing football and they're older than they are in right. that scene. So, yeah, but what happens, right? So there's that. And then Randall, don't forget, they snuck in a little, that where he picks up that glass of water on when Beth's sleeping, that he his hands start shaking. shaking. So does he have yeah, Parkinson's? His hands shaking. Uh, so I'm like, oh, that's cool. Just throw something else at us. Yeah. Why, why don't uh-huh. you? There's already enough. And so yeah, that one's a real time one. I, I'm not as like not as eager on that one because there's just so much else going on that they've yeah. already built up. I think if if you were to tell me which one overall, uh, Kevin and Sophie, because I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I don't see Kate doing anything too stupid, but, uh, and then, yeah, I mean, we talked about, there's so much backstory there. I, I want to know more about the backstory and what's she going to say to him? Yeah. So what do you, what do you think she's going to sit down and say, do you think she's going to say, okay, let's talk. Or do you think she's going to say not right now? I think she's going to come in and say, okay, let's talk. I think it's good. She might want to move it slow, but, um, I think she's into this. I think she's uh, she's kind of ready for. I know she's uh, she likes the guy she's with. He's pleasant, you know. He's but he's not Kevin, and I I know like she's got to be wanting Kevin. Um, 
And, you know, in 12 years, she's probably been thinking, what if he was different? What if he was different? Would I? She's probably been contemplating, would I ever go back with him? I'm sure she's watched the Manny a time or two in secret. And uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's a, a weird thing that most, uh, most divorced couples probably don't have to uh, confront is seeing your ex-husband on a sitcom. Especially knowing that, no, I think it, she wouldn't have watched it because I think it sort of pissed her off. Uh, I <laughs> yeah. I initially agreed with you, but changed my mind. I think she's going to walk in and tell him, not right now. Mm. I think eventually they'll make that work out, but I don't yeah. think they're going to jump on it now. I, th- I feel like they can stretch this storyline out real far. and uh, We still have... Kevin's life and his play, like his career. It's kind of like he just hasn't had to work or do anything, right? Yeah. So Sloan and Olivia aren't gone. Not saying they're going to be part of his love, but they're still going to be how they interact and work together. So I think they're going to drag out the Sophie thing at least for a little while longer. I'm keeping the score. That's why I started writing down. So You're probably right. Uh, There's nothing really that's been like happily ever after. So you're just odds wise, you're you're probably more right than I am on that one. I mine's probably a tie with that one. I'm definitely interested to see where it goes. It, it's probably number one, but number two is definitely the Jack and Rebecca thing. I'm just seeing what happens when she goes. I I am predicting that he dies while she is on the tour. Agreed. That's my prediction, yeah. and that's where. That's one of the things that causes so much strife in the family and just uh, kind of the big impact. And I know that uh, that Milo and Mandy Moore have kind of hinted at, like, you guys aren't going to be able to handle how Jack dies. Like, <laughs> you're not going to be able to handle it. And I think that's part of it. It's got to be it's got to be something more than him just dying. It's got to be like a crisis of uh, of him Mm-hmm. being the uh, being the adult, being the dad, and Rebecca not being there. I think that has a lot to do with it. And I think that is probably why Kevin is so anti-Miguel because, his, uh, because Rebecca was gone when his dad died and now she's with Miguel. It just, I think that's got to be part of it. No, I, man, I agree with you. I think, I was thinking that too. Like, okay, I think she's going to go and I can see it happening and I don't, I don't know how I still I mean I know again I don't, I don't think that we're gonna be able to predict it but you know I can see it being something to where he was sacrificing his own life for one or all the kids or yeah. something like that I don't know but I don't think it's a sickness yeah uh, I think we can rule out sickness no it's got to be pretty quick yeah it's got to be sudden yeah right? I think sudden uh, is the way you, mm. you know you mentioned the Miguel thing and it just goes this is like this scene makes you want to pull for Kevin and, and Sophie just where she starts bringing up Miguel and he's like, no, <laughs> don't. She just, she knows that he hates it. And so she starts calling him Miggy and yeah. you know, like that, like they have like a, they have a connection there. So that's why I think long term, yeah, it'll definitely work out. But yeah. Hey, <laughs> uh, I, I, you'd be proud. I already had a episode 15 synopsis pulled up all right we don't have to stall for time or anything to wait for it that's amazing no no we can if you want to but i'm actually ready well i think we're we're 
we're getting a lot better at this whole uh, structure and organization thing. Um, we, I do want to mention that normally we have a segment on each podcast called, called Two Dads Crying. And we were pretty confident that was going to be a staple of our episodes. Uh, but this week, there weren't any cryable moments for either of us, sadly. Uh, I'm no, they, cry. I'm they took cry it easy right on now. us. Yeah. Um, but they did take it easy on us. Um, I think we've got some crying in store. And maybe maybe they're just giving everybody a break because they know that the season finale here in a few weeks is just going to be a huge cry fest. And they just don't want people uh, going too deep into uh, some deep, dark depression because of uh, just where they're at. So they're trying to build everybody up right now so that the low is Oh, yeah. And they're doing low. a good job of it. Oh, they're yeah. doing a great job of it. We're, we're seeing some hope here, here right now. Episode yeah. 15. Airing Tuesday, February 14th. Oh. What a great, what a great way to spend Valentine's Day. Uh, Kevin stresses about the premiere of his play and received support from an unexpected source. All right, well, so he okay. is definitely going back, back to his career finally, so okay. he does have to work. Sure. Randall struggles under the pressure of both his work and ailing father. Continuing mm. that same storyline, Rebecca yep. and Jack's Valentine's Day doesn't go as planned. Mm. Maybe that's because they're apart. I don't know. Ooh. And Toby and Kate learn each other's secrets. Ah, secrets. I don't even know if we, I don't even think we know their secrets. No, um, I didn't know they had any secrets. Unless Kate creates a secret with, uh, with Duke. I don't know. Hmm. So obviously we're going back to Kevin. So Sloan and Olivia will be at least in the show. Yep. Who do you think the support from an unexpected source? Who do you think the unexpected source is? Hmm. Support from an unexpected source. And I wonder if that's financial support because he's self-funding this play right now. Or if it's, uh, or if it's just emotional or moral I'm thinking support. Of, I'm thinking emotional support. Okay. I'm, I'm thinking it's Miguel. I think ah. they they built that up in there, like you had mentioned, yeah. and then that scene where he they reminded us that he's not crazy about him. I think they build that relationship between the two. Okay, I I think that's a that's a good guess right there. Man, yeah, that's a that's a plausible thing there. Um, man, Jack and Rebecca, something something not going right on Valentine's Day. That's a that could be anything, really. Gosh. I'm wondering, I'm just, I'm still caught up in the secrets of Toby and Kate. I just don't know. <laughs> I know. I'm like, what do you guys both have? Oh, by that unexpected source. Could it be Sloan or Olivia? Oh, we don't know. That's uh, that'll be interesting. Be. Yep. But no, this one was, uh, I, you know, I feel like that we really could have focused on the, the drifting topic in marriage even more so. And you mm-hmm. know, I'm watching this like, I don't know if this is their intention, but watching this show makes me a better husband honestly <laughs> because yeah it makes me look at my life and say okay have i gotten lazy uh um, yeah. do i need to go pull a jack moment where you know what sometimes you got to just get out of the routine and say okay enough routine i'm gonna mix it up and we're gonna go do something fun and different <laughs> unique and that kind of brings you right back together right so you can kind of erase all that moments of possible drifting and if you just are proactive right that's right Uh, that's what it it looks like 
you even told me uh, before I watched the show that I needed to go do some awesome things for Stephanie because Jack was doing Jack things during the show and I was going to need to up my game a little bit. So uh, that's, it's true. It does. It, it makes you think about things It makes you uh, kind of stay on your toes a little bit. So it's a good show to watch for, for, uh, for life. Highly oh, yeah. recommend. When they were doing that little flirtatious <laughs> teeth brushing scene, I was kind of like, Dang it, Jack, I don't even do that anymore. I'm like, God, you're making me look bad. Then they flash forward where they were just both like, okay, I feel better. Yeah. I feel better now. <laughs> yep. I feel bad. I See, feel babe, a lot better he about it. He doesn't do it all the time now. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually he gets older no, and he's not so charming. It's I definitely, I definitely it think that full beard Jack is a better version of Jack than just uh, than goatee Jack. And I would also prefer oh, just mustache Jack to goatee Jack. I'm just not a fan of the goatee, I don't think. Not a goatee guy all around. Yeah. So I agree with you there. <laughs> well. <laughs> Which signals that we're probably going to wrap this up. Yeah, that's it. we're talking about facial hair, so it's probably time to end this thing. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, hope you hope you enjoyed it. We'll be on here next week on This Is Discuss. Uh, make sure to hit us up on Twitter and uh and follow us there send any questions you might have any comments any questions you want us to answer uh to this is discuss at gmail.com we will be back next week to talk about toby and kate's secrets and everything else that we learned it's gonna be a good one thanks for listening and we'll see you next week take care everybody